Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Mic check, mic check. Test, test, test.
Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Kalisha Show. We are trying to get a new platform going, and the only thing I haven't been able to do is activate the station. And it tells me to activate it, but I just can't figure it out. But you guys are all right. You know, as you know that I've been gone. I've been gone for a while, and I've been gone off and on for a while. I was gone for about eight months, and then I was gone for a couple more months after I'd come back for a few shows. So um, hang on a second. And as everyone knows that my mom has been in and out of surgeries and for aneurysms. Um, so, you know, priorities are first, and that's all awesome. You guys are right there under that priority. So I'm back, and um, so far I'm not sure which if I'll be back consistently every week or as I can. So We'll take it day by day, week by week, but I have officially moved the show to Tuesday. It's more convenient for me, and you know, I have a TV show that I watch on Thursdays. <laughs> I don't have to worry about that then. I know I'm awful. I know this isn't new news, but since I've been gone, so I've been gone again, I haven't had a chance to talk about the legendary David Bowie. And I'm still so heartbroken because it was... I guess if we had known that he was ill, it would have been a little bit easier to swallow. But then again, you know, that's never really easy to handle. Uh, Labyrinth is my number one favorite movie of all time. Always has been since the first time I've seen it. I can't even tell you. The first year it came out was 86, I think, is the year it came out. <clears throat> but David, as chair at the Goblin King, he was always my fantasy. Anyways, he made a huge impact on so many people. And... Even my 11-year-old cried when I told her that he had passed away, and that was hard. And I thought he was going to have a—I thought I was gonna have a, she was going to have a panic attack. <laughs> it was like a, a total meltdown, and I felt so bad. My seven-year-old whined, and I said, "What's wrong with you?" And she said, well, "Does this mean that there's no more Labyrinth movie anymore?" Oh, poor thing. She doesn't understand. So I had to explain a little bit of that to her. She's so innocent. But R.I.P. David Bowie. You forever live, baby. Okay, so open your mind, folks. Rapper B.O.B., which some of you know, as he is the male voice in airplanes, dropped a new song in SoundCloud called Flatline. Well, he's continuing his argument that the earth is flat. He recently went on a Twitter spree to disapprove the round earth truthers, even though arguing with Neil deGrasse Tyson, who was an anthropologist or whatever, the flatline furthers his theories and includes a snippet of Degrassi Tyson's interview where the scientists discuss how the Earth is officially an ob- oblate. It's just, they're saying that Tyson needs to loosen up his vest before laughing at criticism of NASA. So I don't know what's going on with NASA. Uh, they're being criticized for saying that the, the whole world is flat. I don't know what they're saying about that, but why is NASA part of the Department of Defense, BOB Raps? They divided into the seas into 33 degrees, feeding kids mass masonry. Well, be careful what you read. And then there's this part where BOB drops some historical references, and I listened to this today. And says, so the research on David Irving's stallion was 
way worse than Hitler. That's why the potters got to wear a kippah. I'm a man first for an artist. Get a lawyer. Look up Dr. Richard Sauter. So that's something to check out. That's on SoundHound, and I can get you the link if you're interested. So just let me know. Now, the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists announced on Tuesday that the doomsday clock, which we've heard about this for a while now, remains precariously close to signaling the end of civilization. With the hands of just three minutes Now, the decision not to move the hands of the clock in 2016 is not good news. And this is what uh, they're saying. Lawrence Cross is one of the scientists speaking to the National Press Club in Washington. Unless we change the way we think, humanity remains in serious danger. The Bulletin of Atomic Scientists announced on Tuesday that the doomsday clock remains precariously close to signaling the end of civilization. With the hands stuck just three minutes to midnight. Now, the decision not to move the hands of the clock in 2016 isn't good, of course. But the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists cited increasing tensions between the U.S. and Russia and two major nuclear powers and threatening actions from North Korea, including an alleged nuclear test as part of the problem. Now, three minutes to midnight is the second closest the clock has had ever been to marking the end of the world. The organization cited an Iran nuclear deal as a positive step forward as a relatively bright spot. And the yearly assessment, as well as the Paris Climate Agreement, which they called the tentative success, while nodding that the work must be done to hold countries accountable for the commitments they make. The scientists also encouraged people to demand their governments regenerate the nuclear disarmament process, which may engage reclusive North Korea to reduce its nuclear risk, follow up on the Paris Accord to the climate change, deal with commercial nuclear waste programs, and create institutions to explore catastrophic use of new technologies. Hi, Breeze. Welcome. Hi, Susie. Welcome. Now, the minute hand is assessed annually, and in January of 2015, it was moved from five minutes to midnight to three minutes to midnight. So... We'll just keep an eye on that. There's all sorts of theories, but this is based on scientists, so we'll see if we're still alive tomorrow or not. One of the most accepted drugs on the planet is caffeine, right? I'm drinking it as we speak. My daughter, my oldest daughter, she's 17, graduated from high school. Congratulations. And she works at Starbucks, not for much longer. She found a better job. It pays a little bit better. But she brought me the Snickers uh, latte. Pretty good stuff if you ever go there. And if you get it with the coconut milk, it's extra sweet. So, you know, everybody likes caffeine. Most everybody likes caffeine. It seems like the younger you get started on caffeine, the more you want caffeine. I don't know what it is, but it's popular delivery methods that they've come up with is is crazy. And I just got off a mobile tech booth that instantly makes it, makes your coffee for so you can have your Java fix on the go. How cool is that? And this thing is crafted to look like a common thermos. So it looks like just a small silver thermos. And it's called the Mojo. It's a mobile coffee maker that takes traditional at-home coffee making techniques and innovates the concept in a way that lets you brew coffee in a brand new way while you travel or go to work or go to a friend's house. But using a patent system, the team calls the Backdrip, 
The device accepts water at any temperature and prepares it to transform common coffee grinds, which you place in a tiny filter at the top of the mojo and into a tasty coffee excerpt comparable to what you brew at home. Okay, you guys are like, ah, how does this work? Well, once the device's rechargeable battery heats the water up to about 200 degrees Fahrenheit, the steam pushes the hot water up through its siphon tube that leads to the internal coffee filter. Now, the result is a fresh brewed coffee that's held into the Mojo separate coffee reservoir chamber. Pretty cool, right? And if the device's battery isn't fully charged, it takes about 20 to 30 minutes to recharge or so. So you can plug the device into the wall outlet or even into your car's adapter. There's a number of mobile coffee makers on the market. But this unique combination of vacuum brewing and drip coffee inter- engineering promises <coughs> excuse me, what might be the best tasting coffee, they say, and in such a compact way. How cool is that? And you use it through your mobile device. How cool is that? So, yeah, like a mini mobile Keurig. Exactly. <coughs> Sorry. It's like really dry air, so I'm kind of coughing and there's lots of crap going on. Excuse the coffee, but that's pretty great because I know sometimes people are in a hurry to go to work or just need a quick pick-me-up if they're, you know, in need of dire need of some coffee. I think it's a great idea. Now, it makes me a little nervous wondering how that battery is supposed to heat it up. It's kind of, you know, how can a battery get so hot to boil that water? I don't know. That's the only concern. But that is yet yet to come out. Um and I'm not sure when it comes out or if it's out yet, but we'll research that and we'll let you know. I'll probably have a link up on Facebook. So if you're not following my Facebook, get your booty up there. Okay, so a 15-month-old rare white giraffe named Omo was named after a detergent. I've never heard of that. He was photographed by researchers. Researchers, <laughs> I think it's the caffeine, in Tanzania. So according to these scientists, the animal is not albino, but luck is sick. And it's a condition in which several skin cells do not produce pigment, causing it to appear white. Now, ecologist Dr. Derek Lee told the Telegraph that Omo is the only pale giraffe that they know of. How cool is that? Now, Omo survived her first year, which Dr. Lee claims is the most dangerous time for giraffes, given their small size, they're so cute when they're babies, and the areas that many natural predators. There is a worry, though, that Omo may be at a higher risk for poaching due to her rare color. Poor thing. I know, Breeze, right? My mouth is moving faster than my That's so true. That happens a lot. It's a defect I was born with. <laughs> so how how crazy. I, w- I wish I could see. It just, it, this giraffe does not look anything different. Just not even, it has black spots and it's white. <coughs> Very cute, but I wish you all the best luck on my poor thing. So, good news or bad news? Firefox users, I don't know how many of you use Firefox. Um, for me, it depends on the device. I have my little mini can handle Chrome better. My big laptop doesn't like Chrome, it likes Firefox. So, I go back and forth. <laughs> I know, right, Breeze? They need to protect that, especially that rare giraffe. and just protect it from poachers. It's horrible. But a new update in the browser allows websites to send you push notifications without having these websites open. So say you have five tabs open, you have Facebook, you have your email, you have uh, awesome Kalisha show, uh, just to throw that in there. 
then you don't have to, if there's a notification from your email, you don't have to have it up. It, it alerts you. Now, to me, that sounds like it's going to use you for a third party and, and give your information out. It sounds like a security breach. That kind of makes me nervous. <clears throat> so, but they said instead of keeping your email and social media up, tabs open, you know, it'll come through. So you can stay up to date on everything. You won't be missing out on anything, and nothing, not a whole bunch of things will be running in the background at the same time. So tell me what you guys think about that. Do you think that's a, an open, you know, way to get a virus? Do you think that's a great idea? I want to know your thoughts. Bree says, I have Firefox and Chrome on my systems, but use Chrome 99% of the time, okay? And although I use Mozilla Thunderbird for my email client. Oh, I didn't know that Thunderbird was an email client. <coughs> I've heard of Thunderbird, but I guess I've heard of it as a different kind of system as in broadcasting because they also have Thunderbird that's for broadcasting. So that's good to know, Thunderbird. Yeah, because, you know, so many people have Gmail. If you go through, now everybody, it was back in the day, everybody had Yahoo or AOL, and now so many people have Gmail. Now the only thing I really, really enjoy about Gmail is that instantly they give you a notification if someone's, you know, in another browser, you yourself have logged in through another browser or someone else has, or, you know, they instantly, they're very good about security, which that is the reason why I have three Gmails. <laughs> I stop using my Yahoo, I think, at least at least five, six times a week someone's trying to log into my Yahoo. They've gotten, they've gotten a little bit better on protecting and letting you know someone's trying to, you know, sign in from an unrecognizable browser, which is good. But I don't, I'm not sure that Yahoo is, is monitored well enough, and it, it, it's always been full of spam and viruses for me. I don't know what it's doing in your area for weather, but here uh, it's just been this year hasn't been too, you know, we haven't had too many snowstorms. I want to say two or three max. And, you know, Nebraska is notorious for, for lots of snow, um, not as much as New York, God bless their souls over there, um, which I'll get to that in a little bit because I have a story to tell you about New York snow. But we have had a lot of ice, and, and it's been really, really, like, out of nowhere, it's, it's decent, and then all of a sudden it's really, really cold and everything's freezing, and <laughs> there's ice everywhere. It's crazy. So, but the blizzard of 2016 was an exceptional storm that broke all-time snowfall records in multiple locations. And that's already, that's just, the, that's just the beginning of the year. Yet for many people it hit, the storm was not a complete shock. A string of severe weather storms have been slammed on the East Coast in recent years. And we know, I remember last year with New York getting slammed, they seem to get it quite a bit. Um, this would be random chance the atmosphere does tend to unleash more major winter storms during some decades compared to others. This, to me, if you ask me, it cycles that way. And it could be due to another factor. Man-made global warming could be tilting the scale in favor, favor of exceptional snowfall outcomes. Many scientists are beginning to suspect that is the case. Now, in New York Central Park, for example, the 26.8 inches of snow, can you imagine, was just one-tenth of an inch shy of tying the all-time record for the biggest snowstorm at that location. And greater than the city typically receives 
an entire winter. But it was also the sixth top 10 snowstorm to hit the city since 2000. And the record was 26.9 inches. That was set recently in 2006. So I don't even know what Nebraska is for for that. So that's something I'll have to look it up. Let's see what Bree says. Mozilla makes Firefox and Thunderbird. Oh, it's used to check your emails. I have to set to check my Gmail and Yahoo. Okay. So it's a program to check all your emails in one place. Oh, that's awesome. So they all go into one inbox, or you can sign sign in individually. Because I have Gmail saved with my three accounts, but I have to sign out to get to the other one. Do you have to do that with that? Texas had a blizzard earlier this year, yes. While here, she lives in Illinois, has been light on the snow, currently only a snow, a few spots on the ground. Ooh, lucky, lucky. That's awesome. <clears throat> so, it's a new spin on centuries-old art, bonsai trees that literally float in the air. And if you're on my Facebook, you'd see that. You get to see the video of that. But the Japanese inventors have not only created the surreal way of, of showing off bonsai, which bonsais are so beautiful and very expensive. And they're ready to bring these levitating trees to the market. Naturally, they've taken their air bonsai to Kickstarter. So we'll stay tuned for that. I think that's going to be kind of a a big deal. I don't know how they levitate a bonsai. That's pretty cool. Uh, Let's see. Law says, pretty sure you can set it to check all of them at the same time. You have multiple Gmails, Yahoo. Good, because I have, I have an MSN account. Well, I have two of them, but I can't find my other sign in info. And then I have three Gmails and two Yahoos, which I only sign into one Yahoo. It's a pain in the butt. Well, it says I've seen those floating bonsais. Really? Where did you see those at? I want to see one. I, in person, how cool would that be? So speaking of, we were talking about snows, and I told you I had a story about New York. Well, when it comes to snowboarding destinations, New York City is, is at the top of the list. In fact, generally doesn't make the list at all. But that all changed with the blizzard this weekend when viral video maker Casey Neistat turned to the snowy streets into his own snowboarding course. Yeah, he literally was holding on to a pulley line going down the streets in the city of New York. It was amazing. And, you know, all the the cops didn't say nothing. They just wanted to have fun. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I've seen the videos not in person. Gotcha. Susie says, I wish I would love that a bonsai. You know, I actually checked into a prize for a bonsai, and now I can't remember how much. It was like 80 bucks to get a baby bonsai and had like special all the special stuff you had to do. It was it was a lot of work. And if you know me, I kill a common house plant in five seconds. So I was really nervous about spending eighty dollars on a little tiny bonsai. I don't know. Maybe I wasn't looking in the right place. So this was this was like ten years ago, so Yeah. I think they're really neat, but to see a floating one is kinda cool. Definitely. So in Huntington Beach, California, the nudists in the O C will have to stop going all natural if they want to keep using the Huntington Beach city gym and pool. I mean, but who let, who wants someone to go to the gym naked? I'm just asking because <laughs> I'm just saying that something might end up in places when you bend over because not all those 
gyms have sufficient room for bending. And yeah, but I wouldn't want someone to see my everything as I'm lifting weights. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't think I could do it. I know that I couldn't do it. Um, oh, Breeze, you can order one for as low as 25 bucks. Heck yes. They went down then. That's awesome. Good to know. <clears throat> so since 2007, the Orange County Group has rented the facility for private gatherings of which members play basketball, volleyball, and swim all while naked. I can't say that I'd want to play basketball, <laughs> especially being a guy and not being interested in that body part from the same sex, and having that up against you when they're trying to get the ball out of your hands. I just can't imagine that that's a very comfortable situation. And then volleyball, I mean, anything, you could fall down or you could get hurt, and there's that, you know, a little bit of padding. It's helpful. New gym, I agree. Good idea, bad idea sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're a hot chick or you're, your guy wants to go see hot chick, it's not so bad. And when you're doing stuff, I mean... I don't know. I just, I can't see what how that's helpful. <laughs> you watch nude volleyball videos, enjoy watching, wouldn't want to play. Yeah, I understand. Like watching hot chicks play volleyball in the nude, that's not so bad. But when you're the one that's going to be in that, eh, not so much. <laughs> it's like the, the man show when they're jumping on trampolines. <clears throat> I don't like to watch. And all of us want to be on the trampoline. So... Let's see. The Orange County Register, okay, they report report these gatherings came to an end in September after city manager decided a regulation banning gymnasium nudity. And Wilson says it has to, it was much too difficult for city employees to get their work done in the presence of naked people, I can imagine. The newness are asking the city council to resend their order. The council members heard their complaints, but... They took no action because the issue was on the agenda. Oh, that's because the judge was a nudist himself. Well, this is unconfirmed. I just made that up. Okay, confessions of the nudist. I have some confessions for you. One is, my mom accidentally brought me to a nudist beach. I was eight. <laughs> Two, being nude makes me feel so free. Three, being a family nudist is getting harder now that my daughter is getting older. Four, I was so subconscious until I became a nudist. See me, I'd be the other way around. I think I'd be more self-conscious being this. Never cook naked. Never cook naked. I have all sorts of scars. <laughs> so those are five confessions from a nudist. New gins, no. I can imagine some of these people that don't shower on some of that equipment at the gym. And, you know, that's that wouldn't be comfortable for me. Like, oh, man. They're so gross, and they just got on that. I'm so, I'm sure that they go around, yeah, cooking naked is not a good idea. I'm sure going around and sanitizing everything is very helpful, but I can't keep up on that. I mean, it's going to be hard to keep up on that. Plus, I don't know if I could do the exercise equipment nude, but I would totally do my pool therapy nude. Now, pool therapy would be fine, you know, because they have plenty of stuff to kill stuff. <laughs> in the water. Okay, so I have a crazy, crazy list here, and I got through that much faster than I wanted to. So we'll have a little time. I'll try and read a little bit slower. Okay, got to lube up the throat. 
God, I've missed you guys. You know that? I really have. I have some co-hosts lined up, too. They don't have to hear my voice all the time. Okay, so I found this interesting thing. This is, I'm going to tell you a little bit about radioactivity. And you don't hear about it more, you know, just don't hear about it enough. But it's an extremely strange phenomenon that's been intensely studied for, for decades. And to this day, we still have limited knowledge about its effects, uses, and the dangers, even though we know that most of it is not good. Let's see. Well, it says, have a towel to use with you on each seat. People have bare arms and using equipment, so it's not much different. That's true, but that's like not an open, contagious body part touching, you know? If you don't shower, your arm isn't going to get as rank as something else would be rank. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And we don't get bugs on our elbows or our hands or our arms or our legs as easy as we went downstairs. Or a herpes would be touching a feet through our arm. Those are the things I worry about is, you know, hygiene and STDs being transferred. That's, that's pretty. I don't even use public toilets. I have a problem. I've always, my mom, she's in the next room. She will tell you I have the same problem then as I do now. So in the time I was potty trained, I would not use a public bathroom. And I'm still that way. And I, I get also, I have all sorts of problems. You know, if I don't, if I, that's why usually when I go out, I don't drink very much. Um, I'll have a few sips of water or something or an energy drink and it'll last me the whole time and until I get home. And because I don't like to use public bathrooms. And I, even if I use the toilet seat things, like if I just have to use one for some odd reason, if I have to use one, I still, I use those toilet seat things. I even have some I carry with me. But every time I do, I get a UTI. And it's just my body's not built up like most people. So can you imagine me out of nudist anything? <laughs> it would be horrible. Require showering before using the equipment like they do for the pool. You can require that, but if someone's not actually paying attention, not too many people are going to do that. You know, Howie Mandel is really germphobic, but he's, he's getting a little bit better, but he is probably the worst there is, poor guy. I'm not that bad, but I do not like um, opening and closing bathroom doors. I don't. I don't. Okay, I need to pause for a second. <clears throat> I use these. Uh, I stopped smoking cigarettes, and now I'm, I'm smoking these. I don't know what they are. They're not vapor. They're just uh, the Mark 10s. That's better. Um, but the batteries die so easily. That sucks. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, he doesn't like to shake hands, but he's gotten better. There was a hypnotist that came in, and since the hypnotist, he's actually able to touch hands. It's like changed him. Is it actually vapor? Okay. Well, it's not like the liquid vapor, the, the oils that I was using. Those are terrible. Thank you, guess too. But, um, yeah, he actually, Howie doesn't mind touching hands. He gives hugs and stuff now as, some hypnotist came in as um, on that America's Got Talent, and he's like, you don't believe me? I bet you I can make you an phobe And he goes, bring it on because it's not going to happen. And the guy did it. And I've seen him in shows after where he, people are hugging him, and they talk about how the hypnotist has so much to do with that. It's a trip. I mean, he's still, he's still pretty germophobic. 
No, it's a different kind because I've actually talked to several vendors because I can't do that other stuff. The other stuff that's the liquid oil, it's made different than what's in this filter thing. Much different. Um, same com concept, but different stuff completely. And the other stuff actually made me and my mom very, very ill. So if, if this was like that, we would both know it to arrest me. But it is the same concept. Okay. So we were talking about radioactivity, and then I got sidetracked because you guys are awesome. But this is a suburban Chernobyl. I hope I said that right. But anyways, many know of Madame Curie's work led to her ultimate demise. But if you know that the lasting effects that the radiation exposure has had on her belongings, this is crazy. Well, currently her notebook is so radioactive that it must be stored in a lead box. This is a notebook. To be able to view her personal belongings, you need protective clothing and a liability waiver. It's crazy. Not much radio. Ugh. This is not all surprising because she literally walked around with hunks of polonium, radium, and uranium in her pockets. And she continued to conduct her radiation experiments until she died in 1934. Now, the trucks were often dropping off iron she used to extract her radioactive isotopes and carrying away the waste. Even today, with 90% of the building's contents removed, there still continues to be many, I can't even pronounce this word, Chernobyl, where her abandoned laboratory stands. I want to know where that's at. I'd like to go in there. I'll put a radioactive suit on and protect myself, but I think it would be really neat to see. Now, many of the surrounding neighbors blame her laboratory for their cancer rates although many maintain that the building is no longer dangerously radioactive. So either way, even if it's not radioactive or it's in a protective something, I think it would be cool to go see that. Did she die of radiation poisoning? Now, I, when I read the article, yeah, that's a lot of radiation, but I thought, I thought the same thing. They did not tell me. So you should Google that and let me know because I'm curious. Yeah, that word. I don't know how to pronounce it. The radioactive man. Okay, so in May of 2012, a Connecticut firefighter, Mike Apinto, was on his way to an appointment when he was unexpectedly pulled over by a police officer. Well, surprisingly, he was not pulled over for a routine traffic stop, but rather for being flagged as a radioactive car. Now, this came as a surprise to Apinto because his car contained nothing radioactive except for the driver himself. That's a trip. But earlier that day, he had been injected with a small amount of radioactive material to track his blood flow during a nuclear stress test. That's crazy that they do that to your blood. But the amount of radioactive material is extremely low, about equivalent to a CT, but it was just enough to set off the radiation detector in the police car. What surprised Apatow is that most of police cars could even detect his radioactivity. The officer stated that the detectors are part of the Homeland Security and that many police cars are fitted with them in Connecticut. So they can, these police cars can sense radioactivity. I don't know why they would put that on there. I guess, I suppose that they, radioactivity is used for certain terroristic things maybe. I don't know, but I think that's pretty neat. So a doctor visit made him sit off the car. <laughs> yeah, really. Isn't that Chernobyl? Got it. Chernobyl. I'm on it. Now I can say that, right? Thank you so much. So this one is crazy. And I can see the picture. You guys can't, unfortunately. <laughs> it looks like a little tiny handgun. I mean, it's as big as your finger. 
that's, you know, those little tiny guns that, like, women like to carry. It's this thing at the end of it looks like that, but it's copper. And then it has, like, it looks like a medicine bottle in the middle of it. And then a long tube that goes into to the nose. Well, between 1948 and 1954, 582 third graders in the Baltimore City School District were subjected to an experiment known as a nasal radium iridation test. And this left many with various types of head and neck cancer. So crazy. So sad. But the doctors at Johns Hopkins University used their funds from the federal government to place metal rods with sealed capsules of 50 milligrams of radium-226 in the nostrils of these children. The parents and the children were told that this was a procedure to shrink the children's adenoids and lymph tissue, supposedly to avoid traditional adenoctopy. <laughs> I don't know what the word is, but it's, it was supposed to help you from sinus stuff. Now, I don't care. You're not sick enough stuff up my kids' nose. I don't care what century you're in. I don't care what you tell me. Uh, no. So, but these parents didn't know, and they didn't have the Internet, you know. But the doctors were also testing the effects of radiation on long-term hearing loss. And though the nasal radiation was prescribed by doctors to treat a variety of ailments, including allergies and colds, radiation dose was alarming enough for the Veterans Administration to inform veterans who underwent a similar experiment with a much lower dosage that they should be checked for lasting effects. Yeah, right? Well, that's insane. So many of the records of these children have been lost, uh, quote, lost, <sighs> whatever. And the agencies are struggling to find the adults who underwent the experiments as children. And since then, some of these children have been identified after coming forward with various tongue, nastrophinks, and thyroid cancers. Not all the children suffered negative effects from radiation, but again, they don't know. They haven't found all these these people that were affected. And as a child, Regina Schaefer had problems with chronic ear infections and left her with hearing loss severe enough to affect her speaking. Now, I know when I was little, I had I had the worst ear infections of my life, but I still get them like if it's if it's windy out. So you know, it, we have so many different things now to put it drops in our ears to numb them. We don't need all that jerk junk, but that's just crazy. They put this thing in their nose, and it affected all that. Now they have cancer. Crazy. Now, Regina, she uh, actually, they just found her in 2016, just recently, and she has no ill effects from the radiation, so she got really lucky. Another woman, however, was not as lucky and lost her finger in tonsils Oh, no, her toenail, excuse me, a year after the treatment. And she also has problems with her lymph nodes. So that's insane. The steroid lead dose. But before we landed on the moon, scientists were already hard at work researching the effects of space and have on astronauts' bodies. Because, you know, they have to they go undergo a lot <laughs> being up there. And one of their concerns was the effects of radiation on the tonsils. Oh, excuse me, that's not tonsils, that's testicles. On the testicles of astronauts and the workers in nuclear power plants. Now, Dr. Alvin Paulson and Dr. Carl Heller led the search of the dose of radiation that would render men sterile. I have heard this story, but they also studied this, the effects of radiation on certain cells of the testes, on hormone secretions, and the amount of time for cell phone production. So, in this regard, one of the most heinous human radiation experiments involved a 
group of about 67 Oregon prisoners and 131 Washington prisoners from 1963 to 1973 with the possibility of parole and whooping $5 a month in compensation. Inmates were lured into giving their jewels x-rayed with 400 rods of radiation, which is equivalent to about 2,400 chest x-rays in a 10-minute interval. That's what they had to do. But these patients were not informed of the risks at all. No, they didn't have them sign anything. They didn't have them do anything. Then they were not informed. They received $100, $100 to have vasectomies following the procedure. They received $100 for that. Here, you can put me under all these tests, cut off my balls and give me $100. I don't think that's very fair. So, there was a the mysterious appearance of the radioactive lake. It sounds like a movie. I'm surprised no one's made a movie about that yet. When a huge lake randomly appears in the middle of a drought-stricken tensula, you should be this should be a cause for celebration normally, yes. But the Gossa Beach, it has been dubbed, has become a popular attraction for the people of Tensina as they try to escape the heat. You got to cool off. Although the scientists are not sure how the lake was formed, that's kind of crazy, they believed a, sem- a seismic event created a crack in the water and allowed the groundwater to come up. But the origin of the lake is not concerning as its contents. The lake is fine, but what's in there is scary. Gotcha. Two weeks after the lake was discovered, Gossel's public safety authorities began telling people it was not safe to swim in the water, but there was no official ban, so people largely ignored the warning, as anybody would. Scientists are concerned that there is a high likelihood that the lake is contaminated, if not completely radioactive, because the area is frequently mined for phosphate. And the color of the lake has also changed from turquoise blue to a murky green. I would not swim in a murky green water. Law says, I have heard of that lake. Only shows up a few times a year. Really? So then it goes back down and comes back up? That's just wrong. I'll have to look that up. I want to check that out. Radium water works fine until his jaw came off. Oh, gosh. In the 1920s, the radioactivity was all the rage. Eben Byers decided to try a radiothor, a product that helped treat an arm injury he suffered in the fall. Well, radiothor was a radioactive drinking water produced by the Bailey Radium Laboratory, which was founded by a man with a fake medical degree. That's awesome. Jeez. The idea behind the radiothor radiator came from a surprising healing effects of many hot springs. I want to go try that, but according to one theory, the healing benefits of hot springs came from random gas that dissolved in the water. Many people didn't suffer the ill effects of random water because it was half-life was only 3.8 days, but the buyers continued to drink large amounts of radiothor until he suffered odd symptoms like weight loss, um, he was lethargic, he had headaches, he had jaw pain. I'll just drink a little bit to lose some weight. Just a little bit. <laughs> when Byers visited this physician, he was then diagnosed with sinus problems and sent on his way. But when the radiologist saw his x-rays, Byers learned that 1,500 bottles of radiothor he had consumed were causing his jawbone and teeth to literally disintegrate. Byers hadn't known that the radiothor was not made with the mystical healing powers of radiothor. 
radon. Instead, it, it was contained radium, which has a half a life of 1,600 years in addition. Radium mimics calcium and collects in the bones to destroy surrounding tissue and marrow. Eventually, Byers lost most of his upper and lower jaws, along with all but two of his teeth. Holes formed in his skull from the disintegrating bone. He then finally succumbed to age 51 in 1932. How sad is that? R.A.P. Poor thing. Many medical professionals were stunned about how long Byers had lived and how good he felt. He had consumed enough radiation to kill four people. And when his body was exhumed, his remains were still hot from the radiation. So when he died, his body was still hot. That gives me goosebumps. How creepy is that? There are a few disappearing lakes in the world, Lassa. Woo! Have to find them. Oh, that's crazy. His body was still hot. So on September 13, 1987, Roberto Dos Santos Alves and Wagner Mata Piera, they decided to trespass on the partially destroyed Instituto Godeo de Radioterapia. <laughs> That's a really, really stupid word. It's a radiotherapy hospital. And once there, they began breaking down equipment to the tel- teletherapy unit in hopes that the scraps that they were stealing would be worth some money. Now, both men began to vomit violently, but they ignored their symptoms and continued at what they were doing. Now, Peria began feeling dizzy with bouts of diarrhea. Soon his hands began to swell and he developed a burn in the shape of equipment he was handling. Two days later, Peria found, finally went to a local medical clinic and he was diagnosed with a stomach bug and I sent him home. Now, on September 16th, the pair finally retrieved a Scythian-137 capsule from the machine. Using a screwdriver, they punctured the capsule which was glowing with a magnificent blue color. Clearly not the brightest bulb on the tree. Al scooped out some of the the chloride substance, and he tried to light it on fire. He thought it was (laughs) gunpowder. How could you think that was gunpowder? Seriously. To his surprise, it did not ignite. (laughs) Now, so the men sold it to a nearby junkyard instead. So Alves, the junkyard owner, believed that the glowing material had supernatural powers. So he invited his friends and his family to view it. Well, meanwhile, Alves' arm and Pierre's fingers had ulcerated at the point of needing amputation. Over three days, Devar passed the radioactive material like candy until his wife felt fell ill. Now his brother Ivo managed to scrape out some of the powder to bring to his house and spread on a cement floor. Why would you put it on your floor? Is someone not catching on to this? I mean, hello. Unfortunately, Ivo's young daughter was just fascinated with the blue glow and spread the powder all over her body. On September 25th, Devar decided to sell the scraps to another junkyard. Fortunately for everyone involved, his wife noticed that many people around him had become extremely sick. So she retrieved the scraps from the other junkyard and brought them to a nearby hospital. Very smart. Altogether, there were four direct fatalities due to the radiation exposure. Ivo's daughter, Devar's wife, and two employees in the junkyard. A day later, a large cleanup began taking place, although it was difficult due to the open capsule. So, yeah, really, blah, we're going to steal this, blah, blah, blah. Just gonna keep feeling it. Don't care about puking. I mean, it's kind of strange when you're both throwing up. Okay, so just go now. 
Austin says, light it on fire. Yeah, I, I don't understand. It's just gunpowder. <laughs> so there's the nuclear scam. Now, despite extensive research on the dangerous effects of radiation, there are still people, such as Gallen Windsor, who believe that it's relatively harmless. After working in the nuclear industry for 35 years, Windsor came to the conclusion that the whole meditation arising from radiation scare was complete nonsense. After Windsor helped the design and built a nuclear reprocessing plant in California in 1965, the plant was shut down before it could even open. And this left about 170 metric tons of spent fuel and about 660,000 gallons pool stored in the basin. And to stick it to the man, Windsor decided to begin swimming in the tank. He also gave the radioactive material to his colleagues without their knowledge. <laughs> Seriously? Windsor was said to drink aerated water and play with U-235 plutonium all day without any consequences. And Windsor was also known for his lectures on the harmlessness of radiation, which he gave to, he, he did this in about 70, over 77 different cities he gave this talk to. So he stated that almost all his colleagues agreed with him, but they were too afraid to speak out. He also claimed that the government was trying to hide the harmlessness of radiation from the public for fear of mass, of the, if the secret ever got out. Windsor died in 08, but the cause of death is unclear. So, then there's the mysterious radiation burst. Some researchers are examining tree rings. They found an amalous radiation burst around, this is about 1,200 years ago. And according to Nature, the isotope registered about 20 times greater than normal in the atmosphere for about a year or less. Although it's easy to see that the event occurred, scientists don't know what caused it. So the carbon isotope is created with a high-energy radiation. It hits Earth from outer space, produces neutrons that slam into nitrogen-14 and cause it to decay. Scientists have ruled out solar flares and gamma radiation from a supernova because they probably would have had other effects. For example, when two blasts from a supernova are recorded in, uh, I don't know how to read this, 1,006, <laughs> I've never seen that number wrote out like that before. And 1054. But they did not appear in tree rings. So the anonymous event must have been much larger than these previous incidents. Also, scientists have said, well, they've seen that remnant of such event. They've seen it. So they didn't think anything of it. Well, they ruled out the solar flare, believing that such a massive phenomenon would have destroyed the ozone layer or produced giant auras. But another disagree that there's also considering the possibility that a coronal mass ejection was to blame. Regardless of the cause of this gigantic burst of radiation, it's still unknown. They don't know what happened. So that makes me think, how often does that happen and how often are they not going to talk about it? You know, it's, you know, they say radiation is the reason why our cell phones are going crazy, our computers are going crazy, and people are going crazy. Who knows? <laughs> Lost aliens up in the earth. With radiation, that could be. No. Now, following Gallen Wisner's footsteps, in a woman known only as Bernard Twenty Three, recently there's been an uproar about the YouTube videos of her venturing into. All right, that's that word again. Lost Chernobyl. Did I say right? Chernobyl. 
yes, I think I said it right, Chernobyl's exclusion zone and doing some odd things. Oh, Susie says I had that stress test, but I didn't. I don't drive. I'm sure it could have been on his system. Oh, jeez. Okay, thank you, Gessie. We're citing a quote from Marie Curie. She said that she had no fear of radiation, and she's been seen picking up radioactive fuel, injecting herself with radio, radionuclide, titanium, and even eating an apple of undead tree. She's has a showcase of over 60 videos, and I'll find them and put them on Facebook, okay, guys? Documenting her Chernobyl, Chernobyl, I said it right, adventures. That's reluctant to share the information about herself, and she stated in the email to Atlas Obscura, I don't talk about that because my person is entirely unimportant. Nobody should adore a scientist. One should adore, adore his or her work. As with Windsor, she claims that no radioactivity is too dangerous as long as it's handled in small doses. Besides her crazy radioactive stunts, she also pours mercury over her bare hands. Now, we're strained to Spider-Man's Pete Parker. We only remember that. Bernard 23 is seen finding a hunk of uranium near a reactor that's crawling with ants. She allows many of the ants to bite her hands. Why, I, I don't know. But for skeptics who cannot believe she's really handling that much radiation, she carries a, a dire counter that's frequently, it goes off the charts. And despite any of her adventure, she's not scared of radiation poisoning or cancer, but rather of having a <coughs> dilapidated buildings collapse on top of her. The so old buildings, you know, that she's worried about them collapsing on her. That's crazy. Let's just open our skin, let ants bite us, and pour radiation in our veins. I guess she's asking for trouble. So, potassium iodide tablets, they won't save you. There's a lot of things saying that that kind of reacts radiation. Uh, Law says, Madame Curie's death at the age of 67 was due to leukemia, a disease which is known as to be caused by exposure to the penetrating radiation. I, you know, honestly, I, I had a friend that died of leukemia when I was six years old, but I didn't know that's what leukemia was caused from. I, I actually wondered, because I don't ever hear of anyone having leukemia anymore. Maybe that's why. So there's less radiation? I don't know. I'm going to have to research that, because honestly, is the most I've ever read about radiation in my entire life. And I think it's fascinating. It's good to know. I think everybody should know about radiation more. Because I didn't realize it was that harmful. I mean, I knew it was harmful, just not this harmful. And thank you for that loss because I, I didn't know that that's what leukemia was caused by. Wow. That is insane. I know in the military they were, you know, back in the day especially, they were really around that radiation. And I myself had one of my really good friends die from being exposed to radiation and all sorts of other things. He had... Um, hepatitis C. I think that's the one that's not curable. Um, and he, he was very ill from all that and has passed. But I I don't know what they're exposed to now. I mean, I hope that they're not exposed to all that radiation now. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. It's good to know. But if you survive a nuclear disaster, you might quickly pop a potassium ionide pill to counteract radiation. Well, unfortunately, it won't work. They they believed this for centuries, probably thousands of years that it would, and wherever long, you know, that potassium 
iodide pill existed. They believed it counteracted it. Many people believe that potassium ionide is a cure for all radiation poisoning, but it just saves your thyroid. That's all it does. Iodine is taken from the bloodstream, so I'm not saying it's not entirely not useful, that it just doesn't save you from the radiation, but just helps your thyroid. So you still take it. It'll still be a little bit of good because radiation does uh, affect your thyroid. So this does not discriminate between radioactive and non-radioactive iodine. Taking potassium iodide does not protect protect you against external radiation or internal radiation from radiation, radio, radio nuclides, I can't say all these words at one time, except for radioiodine. Now, unfortunately, radioactive iodine is only one of 200 radionuclides that can be produced during the fission of uranium. So far, all the doomsday preppers out there, we're sorry to say that your stock of KI will not protect you from a nuclear bomb or a dirty bomb or even a nuclear meltdown. I'm sorry. Shelby is an undergraduate at Arizona State University. Now, she's studying psychology and chemistry, biochemistry. She's constantly fascinated by mysteries of the world around her. Now, I'm, I'm also that kind of girl, but I wouldn't know where to look. But next year, she'll be going on a medical, out to medical school to continue studying and discovering the medical mysteries of all this stuff. So that's great. Good for her. And she's been studying this stuff, and I don't know if... I wouldn't even know what field to go into to do something like that. That's wonderful. Now, I'm going to look up also, and I'll put it on Facebook. Let me find it. Uh, uh, Mary Curry. I'll see if I can find her Facebook. I'm pretty sure I can, and I'll stick it on Facebook or her YouTube and put it on Facebook. Oh, another site says she died on July 4th, 1934 of a plasmid anemia, which can be caused by prolonged exposure radiation. Yeah, right? The Internet's so confusing. <laughs> we'll have to figure that out. Seriously. I don't think they know. I don't think they want us to know. I think they know. They just don't want us to know. There's a lot of stuff out there. You see, that's the thing is that I'm... There's so many, I'm not, I don't talk politics or religion on my show, so I'm not going to tell you who I'm going to vote for president. Um, it's kind of a confusion. It's kind of all over the place for me. There's just two people I'm interested in, and it's, it's like parts and parts. There's never going to be one person, let me just say that. There's never going to be one person that you're ever in this whole world that you're ever going to go, agree with 100% ever. I don't care who you are, and if you say that you agree, you're lying. So what I'm saying is, is that no matter what president we get, we're going to disagree with at least 25% of their decision. So I always try to educate myself on based on facts, but I also listen to other people's opinions, but I never, ever believe everything they say. And there was a girl... There's a girl, her name's Jamie, I can't think of her, I can never hardly even pronounce her last name, on, on Facebook, and she, does, she has too many friends or she won't accept my request, I, I don't know which. But I love reading her posts because she's a truth seeker, and her and her husband are always out there looking for the truth. Now, I'm interested in this stuff, and people are always like, you're a conspiracist. No, no, I, I'm curious. I want to feel it's like a, a piece of my brain. <laughs> it's like, feed me with knowledge. And it's, it's just the mysteries of things that we don't know about 
people or sicknesses or anything. So I'm always looking for stuff. And so when I seen this article, I said, oh, I want to know more about radiation and I want to know the effects of it on our body. So, I mean, I, I spent a lot of time show prepping and, and I read through the whole thing and I just, yes, this is the one I want. I want to teach people what I found and I want to share it with you guys. And I just think that stuff's really neat. Um, I did, up until today, I really didn't realize that radiation was as bad as it is, even though I knew it wasn't very good. So we learned a lot today. We learned a lot nudists and nudist gyms and nudist beaches. Well, not so much pools, nudist pools. And we we heard some confessions from nudists, and we learned about radiation. And so full of knowledge today, folks. <laughs> the presidential choices scare you, he said. Well, you know, they scare me too. But um, I always vote for someone who's going to tell the truth and tell it like it is. I am so tired. I have to vent about this. I am so tired of these baby-ass, whiny adults. Shut up. I know it may seem like I'm whiny, but I'm not. I'm I'm just being, I'm telling you facts, and I'm being a bitch about it. Because everywhere I go, you see these, these posts on, they're posts, okay, on Facebook. If you don't like it, who cares? But these people go on tangents. And I know I should ignore it and just keep scrolling. But I'll just be on a post, and I'm like, oh, I want to share my thoughts. Because, you know, that's kind of a cool topic. But I share my thoughts, and people are under my post whining. You know, it's like everything is going to hurt them, and nothing is good enough, and everything's bad, and everyone's bad, and, and they'll argue you. And it's like I can't get away from the negativity from these big-ass baby whining adults. I'm like, what is wrong? And now most of the generations below us, you know, they're all being raised up in this world. I'm so scared for our future. I raise my children strong. I tell them things. People think I'm crazy. They're like, why are you talking to your kid about ISIS? Why are you talking to your kid about this? Um, hello? I'm not going to baby them. They're, they're not going to go into this world and then, oh, I die, and they don't know a thing. And then, oh, bam, here's ISIS at your front door. I don't think so. I, I'm not, I don't baby my children that way. And parents get mad at me. Parents, oh, my kids will talk about it, and parents are like, why do you tell your kids that? That's ignorant. No, it's not. What's ignorant is that you think that's ignorant. You know, they know what ISIS is, and they know, they know that the media stretches the truth, and they know that there's crooked politics, and they know that they have to have their own opinions, and they know... There's chaos in the world. And I just think that it's you got to make your kids strong. But I remember growing up, and I was taught from my mother and my brother, you suck it up, and, and you deal with everything that comes your way. And we're not going to whine about it. You're just going to deal with it, and I don't care if you like it. But no one wants to teach their kids that anymore. And now everybody's soft. Everybody's crying and whining and complaining. I mean, I try to ignore the negatives, but it's there. So me, I try to add humor. <laughs> Some of these people on Facebook come at me and they're like, you're an asshole. Of course I am. But if you're going to take life that seriously, you might as well get out of Dodge now, right? So with that said, yeah, nude good, radiation bad, true story. 
we are going to play it by ear. I don't know if I'll be back next week. Um, it's just kind of a we'll play it by ear thing. I am trying to get this platform that's telling me I need to activate it before I can get on it. And it keeps sending me emails. We're going to take this account off. We're going to. I'm trying to activate it. No one's telling me how. And so I go there and I'm really going through everything. I'm looking at videos and I'm reading and and I just get mad because I'm getting nowhere. And this has been months I've been working on this. Once I get that done, we will be heard on iHeartRadio and TuneIn Radio. I thought that was one of the kids. It was my mom. Uh, she, I've been working my ass off and I don't really... I don't really know how to activate it. So until then, we will meet here. And um, I'm, I'm not going to put off the show any longer because I, I just I, I'm, I just miss it too much. So until then, I'll be working on the website and meeting you guys here. Um, I'll play it by ear each week. I, I'm not going to miss much. You know, if I do it every other week, I do it every other week until I get the, you know, I. it's hard to work on a website and show prep and then do the show as I'm trying to get another site open. But I promise I will be back more. And I have some guests that want to be on the show. I have some co-hosts that want to come on, and, and I miss it. And so if I'm going to get anywhere this year, like I know I'm going to somehow, some way, then I have to be here. So, And I appreciate when you guys are always here. So until next time, hopefully we'll meet next Tuesday. I will let you know. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and Instagram. I have more more pictures, um, a lot more inappropriate things, funny things, positive things. It's kind of a mixture of everything I am on there. It's kind of interesting. Keep it interesting. Okay. So <clears throat> I have Snapchat, and I'm not really that fond of Snapchat. And my sister and one of my friends only talked to me on Snapchat. So I got it from my sister, and then my friend, she, she sends me pictures of her and her little boy when they, they make faces at me, and it just makes my day. So if you want to, if you have a Snapchat and you want to add me, it's Kylie Romano. <clears throat> also, don't forget to follow me on Twitter, and I'll follow back. If you have any good sense of humor, you definitely want to follow me on, on all of those platforms. We will take the show week by week. Thank you so much, everyone, for being here. It has been a blast. Have a good evening, and we'll see you next week. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.